we advise discretion and ask, if you are inclined to be offended by the material presented, that you immediately tune to a different frequency, or turn off your radio, right now. Please use this program at your own risk. The views expressed in the following program may not represent those of the hosts or this station. This is Underground Radio on CFMU 93.3 FM, redefining radio in your community. I, I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. There are simply too many notes, that's all. Just cut a few and it'll be perfect. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. 93.3 CFMU, seriously redefining radio for over 30 years. This is my boomstick. 93.3 CFMU. Good morning. Wow, this is the first wake-up call here at 93.3 CFMU for First Up. My name is Joe Mar here to join you this morning for the next hour and a half. Hopefully you're having a great morning so far, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. If you're hearing this now, hopefully you've made it uh, for the uh, clocks adjusting forward by an hour. But anyways, nonetheless, more to come today. We've got a special guest with a whole lot of other features this morning. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you in a bit. Stay tuned, and uh, I'll see you around. Baby 
de bebê, camarada. Água de bebê, água de bebê. Well, it is now about just after six o'clock this morning. Hopefully, once again, if you've just joined, you're having a good time so far. How has your week been, and how is your Monday morning? I mean, maybe Monday's a little bit too early to talk about now, uh, but I must say that it's going to be an exciting time this morning because we've got a few features. Well. Yes, uh, there is one, as typically, the one major feature that sort of comes about uh, every week here on First Up, uh, just your mixed format program here on CFMU. This is 93.3 FM, by the way, and in case you're streaming out live at cfmu.ca, well, welcome and good morning and thank you for coming along. So, features include today, we've got a guest of mine, uh, which is an interview that I uh, had about I think last week or two weeks ago or so, not too long ago, it's very recent, uh, with uh, somebody by the name of Danny Christina, who is a great friend of mine, a very absolutely good friend of mine, and uh, who happens also to be just a musical sensation. So uh, we'll be hearing from her in just a moment, as well as a few surprises in terms of some singles and songs and just more new music and new releases to get you going this morning. I must tell you right off the bat, though, walking in today, that it was uh, rather interesting. I don't know if spring has officially settled. Maybe there are enough signs to tell us that there have. Because first off, I mean, when the clocks go forward, that's a very good indication, at least, that hopefully spring is around the corner. Uh, And I... I'm pretty certain because I was kind of looking at the forecast uh, throughout the week. And I was, well, actually, let me let me start with when I was stepping out this morning. Because when I stepped out, it was a lot warmer than I expected. And for the first time in months, although I'm saying, I'm not, although I'm not saying that the winter was harsh by any means, I never actually, I actually forgot my scarf by accident this morning. But it uh, turns out that I didn't really need it much. Uh, it's a very thick scarf that, nor- that I normally have on me, too. So it's not something that's that's thin that I could just go ahead, unless I used like an ascot or something of... Uh, that sort. But anyway, uh, it was, yeah, it was surprisingly warm, very leisurely, or maybe cool, probably will say cool, a very leisurely walk, nonetheless. Wonderful time. And I think it's going to get just even better later on today. Uh, nice partly cloudy skies and uh, maybe some sun. We might see it uh, appear and peek out just uh, every little bit every now and then this morning. Uh, but throughout the rest of the week, I looked at the temperatures. They're looking pretty good, actually. You know, we're going to get some rain, which is very spring-like. And uh, as much as um, I myself am not a huge fan of rain, but you know what? For the sake of spring, sure, I'll take it. Uh, let's just keep our fingers crossed that no late-blooming storms will come by. Hopefully, I haven't spoken too soon. Uh, because you never know what does come around when a system will decide to pop up out of nowhere and then start making its way over into our general locale. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed and see what we can get at uh, for the rest of this season, this month, which, uh, by the way, yeah, is... uh Wow, we aren't quite yet in the middle of this whole... No, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, I thought we were already carried away into the middle. I mean, we're kind of getting closer to the middle midway point of this month. It's the 9th of March today, by the way, uh, just for some context, uh, which means that the, the day yesterday indeed was daylight savings time. So all of our clocks went forward and uh, we all lost sleep. So if you're actually catching this live and... You are listening to what is after the first wake-up call, not the second wake-up call. Congratulations, you've done your clockwork properly. <laughs> now, I mean, 
most people have already adjusted their clocks yesterday and most people have them automatically adjusted because typically electronic devices respond, I believe it's by satellite. And so if they're set to a certain time zone, they will automatically adjust themselves to that time zone. Anyways, I digress on time and spring and all that. Let's get right into it. Um, I have more great spring stories and uh, more morning stories like such as Skunky Vision and all that fun stuff for this morning. But first, I'd better get you to do some music in case you'd like to go ahead and relax around a little bit for this morning or hang around in bed or get up and start uh, getting some things done. Uh, I'll be playing from this artist who I actually had the uh, the great pleasure of meeting last week. Twice. Not just once, but twice. Once here at the station, and then one time at the show they had the following evening. But can you believe this artist, along with another one, which I will name in a moment, you'll probably know exactly who I'm referring to when I get there, they came on the day of their show into our studios for an interview. And then the fault, and then that same evening they went and played, and a lot of us came and visited. It was a wonderful program, and these folks I'm referring to are Dan Edmonds and Linnea, who was also known in her group as Ellis. Uh, both Dan and Linnea, uh, or well, I'll, I'll, call, I'll say Ellis, but both Dan and Ellis and Marival, Anna, who is Marival, uh, who also opened uh, that set there that Thursday. This was on the 5th of March last week. A wonderful program, an absolutely spectacular performance, and I really ought to continually extend my thanks to both Dan and Linnea for coming out to CFMU. They actually, yeah, they had an interview with Jamie on Thursday. And um, they, yeah, they, they came in and it was a great pleasure to meet both of them. Wonderful people. You should, you should really, if you ever get the opportunity, just go over and say hi because they're just wonderful individuals. So right now what I've got in front of me is Dan Edmonds' album, which he played some wonderful selections from that Thursday so very beautifully well. And here's one I believe that I may have come across in that particular um I think, if I remember correctly, I think I came across this in, in the program in that uh, in that show. I mean, he may have played it. If not, I, it was probably something similar, but nonetheless, it was really cool. This is something, by the way, in case you're not familiar with his new release, this is an album by the name of Softy, his newest release, and it's been on our charts uh, consecutively. I'm not about to jinx it now. Hopefully not. Hopefully by the end of this episode, it, it doesn't come off the charts. But um, it's such, it's just such a good album. Absolutely wonderful album. Really got a really. It's got this really nice sort of relaxed, laid back, and simultaneously upbeat feel at the same time. It's got some. It kind of evokes a bit of jazz elements and some soul, and just just puts you in a good mood. So this is the uh, uh, the tenth track on the album. Something by the name of "Fell in Love." This is Dan Edmonds right here on CFMU. with tattoos Drinking red wine on the floor there The girl who become my muse I tag along with her body Wherever she goes black blue Her shadow could be a painting Is vivid in color and hue Oh my Deserves a love song. I'm scared.
there's another grooving one that I came across recently that's in our charts for a bit, I think. This is the Soul Motivators called Miss Those Days.
There's just so motivators for you that there was a track called Miss Those Days coming from their most recent album, Do the Damn Thing. These guys are just uh, really one of the most grooving uh, folks I've ever heard. This is this isn't a very recent addition that is to our library, and I believe they did chart in our, uh, they appeared in our uh, top 30 last week, and uh, I would not be surprised if, if they appear again this coming week. Just a great group. Absolutely funky. The only description we really have that I must say I think covers everything, and basically pretty much, yeah, it covers uh, just all you need to know about them. So funky. You gotta love that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, they are basically a funk outfit based in Toronto, a staple of the Canadian funk scene. Uh, they sort of blend 70s funk, modern soul, psychedelic grooves, and some breakbeats. And absolutely, you can really hear a lot of that, especially through the rest of the album. Stay tuned. I might actually play more from this just because it's so good. Every single track is a bop in some way, shape, or form. Now, before I get into some more music, I just wanted to quickly plug that I know that what took place very recently, actually, for, uh, according to, and this may be an, an excellent segue <laughs> into uh, into the next song, because uh, not too long ago, actually, well, very recently, uh, if I were to pinpoint uh, exactly, I believe just this past week on the uh, the 5th of March, uh, they had the uh, YWCA, every year they have this thing called the Women of Distinction Awards, and they have this ceremony, there are nominees all across the city, and then this award ceremony that comes up uh, around around when International Women's Day comes about, uh, because, uh, for for example, in, I believe there was a ceremony on the 5th of March uh, this year, and uh, on the 8th of March, this past year, hang on, today is, oh no, the 7th of March, I believe, I think if it was, uh, yeah, well, very recently, whatever the day fell on, happy belated International Women's Day, first off, because uh, I, I certainly think it's uh, it's very important to be able to celebrate, coming, even from, 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 from myself as well. Um, but yeah, so um, there were a few nominees. I mean, there were a bunch of nominees, actually, and I just wanted to quickly throw in all the winners that were out of that ceremony uh, from, uh, from the YWCA Women of Distinction Awards for 2020. There were some in various categories, each, uh, each category sort of... Uh, under different a different sector of involvement in the community, as well as uh, throughout with you know with with youth, there are some youth ones which I'll get to in a sec. So with arts, culture, and design, Diana Weir won that. Uh, business leadership went to an entrepreneurship went to Emily O'Brien. Community leadership to Monique Lavallee. Uh Education and mentorship went to Alfredine or Linda Plurd. Health went to Dr. Audrey Hicks. Outstanding small business went to Christine Paris of Blueberry Therapy. Uh, Science, technology, and trades went to Dr. Heather Sheardown. Young trailblazers went to 17-year-old Chyler Sewell. And Young Women of Distinction for 2020 went to Keon Christie. And Lifetime Achievement, there was one more, not last but not least, that went to Lena Sutton. And yeah. Lots of people, uh, wonderful folks, and uh, I had seen some photos uh, from various sources and social media places and the official YWCA website and uh, posts from here and there. And interestingly enough, one of the nominees uh, was one very well-known, Tara Lightfoot. She was nominated in the arts category. Uh, And you know what? Uh, she, I, I mean, based on the work I know that she's done, she definitely would have earned that nomination. So in turn of... uh, Although I know she was, she made she made the nomination. She didn't quite get an award on there, but still, such an accomplishment not just to her, but to all the women that were nominated and all, and all who continued to advocate for, um, I guess, um, 
against women's rights and all the movements that go towards uh, the betterment of life for women. So now we're going to play something then in lieu of, or I mean, I guess sort of just to honor Tara's nomination. <laughs> I'll be playing a little something from her 2017 album, New Mistakes, which has certainly been uh, something that's appeared in our charts at the time before. A wonderful album, great tracks, especially um, some of the, 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 I believe they were created singles such as uh, Paradise and um, Pinball King, all those, all these great tracks, just so many of them. So I'm going to be playing something uh, here for you by the name of Three O'Clock. Enjoy. And what better way to do so, by the way, than to do it on vinyl? This is why. You gotta love vinyl for this purpose.
93.3 CFMU. That there was Danny Christina with her single, I Want to Belong. That came out not too long ago, actually. Uh, just about some time earlier. Uh, actually, well, recently. I can't quite remember the exact dead timeline, but still. Nonetheless, uh, speaking of which, uh, if in case the name Danny Christina rings a bell to you, that's because there is upcoming, coming up actually right now, is a feature that I've got with her, which because uh, basically for some context, I had the opportunity to sit down with her and interview her a couple weeks ago. And I'm looking forward to sharing this with you. Danny, if you're up this morning, thank you so much once again in advance, at least in advance of being, me airing this interview for coming and making the trek from Mississauga, because Danny is a Mississauga, Toronto-based uh, songwriter, singer, and uh, it'll uh, 
yeah, just looking forward really to sharing this with you because she was just an absolute pleasure to interview at the time and is a good friend of me, a good friend of mine. <laughs> I don't know what's uh, uh, what's kicking in now with me this morning. It potentially is a coffee. I'm, I'm, again, gotta love it when you mention the coffee. Anyways, Danny, um, <laughs> let's get right into it now. I'm just going to take a quick pause for station identification. And right after that, you're going to be hearing from my interview with Danny. So uh, hopefully enjoy that. That'll take up for the next half an hour or so right here on First Up. This is 93.3 CFMU. I love the smell of CFMU in the morning. This is 93.3 CFMU. My name is Jomar here with another special guest for you. Today is, uh, uh, well, at least I have with me in the studio, a singer-songwriter out of Mississauga, Ontario, so not too far from out here, and a good friend of mine as well. Uh, she's released a single recently by the name of Burning Parachute, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you Danny Christina. Danny, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we should start with maybe just getting uh, to introduce yourself a little bit, perhaps. Hi, yeah, so um, my name is Danny. I'm from Mississauga, as mentioned, and I've been writing songs since I was about five years old. Um, everything from like jazz, rock, to country, blues, and even some more pop kind of inspired tunes. So that's basically what I do. Yeah, and you're currently in studies over at Laurier right now, right? You're studying community music currently? Yes, yes, I'm currently studying community music at Laurier. I'm in my second year, so just exploring um, a bit of world music as well as different cultures and the social contexts of music. Wonderful. How are you finding that so far? I'm actually really enjoying it. There's a lot that um, people don't realize is rooted within our own biases with music. So it's basically just exploring our own identity in relation to the music that's around us. Interesting, yeah. Now, we'll, go, we'll probably dig back into words because you mentioned you started uh, writing music since early, early, or as early as the age of five. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of recall anything back at that, at that time and uh, sort of what your first songs were like? Yeah, uh, I used to read a lot as a kid, even when I was about five years old, and I used to watch a lot of movies mm -hmm. with my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was very uh, interested in the idea of love, even at a really, really young age. Mm -hmm. So my first song with lyrics was actually a breakup song. Oh, wow. When I was uh, six years old, so I wrote instrumental pieces up until I was six, uh -huh. and it was called One Day. I actually recorded it when I was 10 years old, so oh, wow. um, there's a little baby recording of me out there somewhere. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that's about the first one I'd say that kind of brought me into the more contemporary kind of songwriting. Interesting. Style. And that's a pretty profound theme for a six-year-old to be singing about breakups. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, <laughs> I thought I knew so much back then. <laughs> well, you know what? It was it, That sounds much better than, you know, because it's, it's really funny. My siblings and I, and this is sort of embarrassing on our part, where we also toyed with the idea just for the sake of just writing lyrics up, but because ours was sort of uh, in the theme of, I think we were into into like royalty and stuff. So it almost always had to involve a prince and a princess, sort of that kind of really, really storybooky kind of yeah. romantic sort of endeavor. So That's very, awesome. very simple. But you look back, we're thinking, what were we even thinking at that time as kids? <laughs> it's like wild imaginations for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing, though, what I do remember for myself, because you know what? Funny, we went to the same elementary and high school. Yes, we did. <laughs> San Lorenzo, again. Zaga back over in Mississauga. Yeah. I remember distinctly, though, that the first time I heard you perform was at a grade eight talent show. From for Mike, because when, when I was in grade eight, I think you would have been grade six, yes. I believe, at the time. Yeah, you actually had because this was my first involvement with some kind of 
um, production with the school. I was hosting for that talent show, and I remember we introduced you on what was what I think was the second last act of the show, but it was a wonderful act. You, perpo- you performed an original song. Yes. Something called For All Those Times, I think. Yeah, yes, for sure. Yep, Still I remember, remember that? that song. Yep, I was actually singing it the other day. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, re- I remembered it, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so. Yeah, and th- that's what I remember. And I was like, and you know, when I heard it first, I said, you know, uh, she is going to grow into a very big talent in the future. Thanks. Absolutely. Aka and I, because we were we were the hosts at the time, we were like, this this is wonderful, absolutely. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I've grown a lot since then. But <laughs> Oh yeah, and you've you've had involvement since because I know in high in at Gonzaga during your high school years you're part of the jazz choir too, right? Yes. And the concert choir. Yes. Every choir. <laughs> How are those experiences for you, sort of looking back as a reflection? Um, I really enjoyed them. I think there's something to be said about singing in a group and being able to not always be the one that's soloing or the one that's the center of attention. I think there's a lot of value in learning to work with other people and work in those collaborative settings because mm-hmm. you're always learning from the people around you, whether they're singers who have sung for tens, 10 years or something, or if they're just starting out, there's always like a different technique. And I think people who really like something or who are trying to get good at something are always interested by the way other people that also are interested in that do yeah, things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, knowing from uh, being there, at least I, I think I sat in for a few of your rehearsals uh, every once in a while, but not, you know, not, not as frequently, or, or I was, I was called up to say, Hey, you're the the guest percussionist to play, you know, uh, tambourine or one of the, um, I actually seriously don't remember what I was even playing anyway. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it, yeah, because, because even with a jazz choir, like there are, there are opportunities to solo, yeah. but oftentimes you're with an ensemble and you're kind of, you're playing all the different parts and they're, they're, they're very well orchestrated parts though. Yeah. Wonderful performances you put up with both choirs. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed those times. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> good oh times. yeah. And, and, and the, and the, and the director was pretty good too. Yes. Honestly, I learned a lot. From sure. from Mr. Mark Spizik. I better yes. plug him in. Yes, today. for sure. <laughs> Trust me, he's had an impact on me too. So uh, if you find this somehow, Mr. Spizik, <laughs> thank you so much. Honestly, yes. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> now, uh, what got you originally into singing song? Was it just because of your, you know, with, with involvement with music? Or was there something in particular that got you very much interested in the whole idea? Um, the first time I started writing songs was because my sister was taking piano lessons with my piano teacher at the time. I was as well, because I just wanted to be like my sister. Um, and I remember my piano teacher telling my sister that there was like this song competition for people who are writing their songs and that my sister should write something for that. Yeah. And I remember I was actually on her carpet making like snow angels and I was five and I was like, what's a uh, songwriting or whatever? And I asked her and she was like, oh, you just write a song and then, you know, you perform it and we'll choose the person we like the most. So that was when I wrote my first song, Thunder and Rain, an uh-huh. instrumental kind of piano piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually ended up winning <laughs> oh, <wow>. at five. <laughs> so that was my first trophy I ever got. Ah, well, look and, at that. Um, that's since then, I just kind of started experimenting with like different themes, different kind of words. And I'd kind of listen to my favorite singers and try and incorporate kind of the same kind of metaphors and stuff into my music. And yeah. I had a lot of help with the chords from my sister because she's really good at that wow, stuff. Wow, <laughs> that's wonderful. And I think to this day, I know when some of your later, recent, more recent productions, your sister and some of your family and friends have been very big supporters. Uh, supporters and sort of helpers and assistants with uh, with the work that you've been doing, right? Yes. Yeah. My sister, for the two tracks that are released on Spotify, Apple Music and the streaming platforms, my sister was actually um, the main producer mm-hmm. on them. That's so. right. So the yeah. support still goes on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That is wonderful. And I mean, uh, I know you were, you did you, you studied music formally though, right? Did you? Yes. I took classical piano for 13 years. So from when I was five to when I was 18. Absolutely impressive. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of work. <laughs> I almost gave up a few times, oh, wow. but thanks to my 
parents and my sister, they really pushed me and they told me I shouldn't give up when Uh things get tough, which I haven't. (laughs) That's wonderful. So I still play to this day. Absolutely. That's really cool. And to this day now, I mean, I actually went and I, in preparing for this, I was sort of perusing through all of your, your videos up on YouTube of all of your (laughs) old tracks naturally, because you want to try and get, get to see not only, you know, the, the different pieces of repertoire you have, but also kind of the involvement of how you've sort of developed as a, as a musician, a singer, songwriter from the years, because, you know, you, you, I mean, just for the few videos, they're out of the hundreds of songs you've written, I'll say. There's some pretty good stuff on there, covers and originals, especially the originals, yeah. I will say. Yeah, I'd say I'm mainly a songwriter more than mm-hmm. a performer. I always consider a myself a songwriter first I um, because I think like my songs are very, very important to me. All the characters that I make up in my head, they're yeah. like, very, very dear to me. I see. So that's a big part, I'd say, is like especially the lyric part of songwriting is very important to me, the storytelling. So then in that case, I'd say when you come up with, and I guess this kind of leads me into, your, into the process of songwriting for your mm-hmm. case, would it be more of when you think of a theme or some lyrical aspect first? Or would you be thinking, oh, this is a pretty cool chord progression I'd like to try out are you more of a lyrical person or a chord person or do do they kind of complement each other when you do your singing song or when you're songwriting rather yeah i'd say they kind of complement each other usually how i start off is i play i kind of it's funny but i go through the whole piano i just kind of play a mishmash of something and i land on a note Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay that's my key and that's how i start and then i decide major or minor yeah it's kind of like choose your own adventure (laughs) for sure yeah and then i just play a few chords i think of and as I'm playing them, I try and come up with like one word that's speaking to me in that very moment, whether that be hiccups or breakups, oh. you know, something in between. That's, that's very um, interesting. And then from there, I just sing the first thing that comes to mind until I like a line and yeah. then I write it down. And then that's the foundation for the rest of my piece. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, if you're for, for B minor, turn to page four. You know, like <laughs> exactly. <this> is, <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Um do you ever have any particular, uh, any favorite chords you like using in specific? I'm getting very theory technical right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told that I really like seventh chords. And uh, recently, oh, yeah. I've actually, because people tell me that I always write seventh chords, I've been trying to experiment with more complex chord mm-hmm. structure, especially now that I'm studying music. It's yes. kind of expected that I become <laughs> a little bit more fancy in that sense. That's so, fair. So uh, just like half diminished chords and stuff, which isn't even that fancy. But oh, yeah. for me, it's just a little bit different and kind of changing up the structure and the harmonic that's true. That or even yeah. even not even just that. I think I think there's also, you know, playing around with I guess oh gee, what's the what's the correct term? See, I <laughs> having been in music for four years, I should I should know this stuff. Um and is it inversions or whatever? Variations of the same chord, I think. To color uh, things yes. up a little bit. Yeah. Inversions. Which I always, guess, yeah. extra, inver- fair enough, I, especially when you're talking with more than just a triad or the three notes. Because yeah, it's yeah. like the seven, you can mess around with it that way. Yeah, the voicing. Kind but of, no, yeah. seven definitely is just a very nice, reliable number to go by. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you always get to nine, 11, 13, all the other odd numbers. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That's just a whole world of. <laughs> yeah, I like suspended chords too, actually. Oh, yes. Like suspensions. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of dissonance. Huge suspensions. Stuff, so. I've been stuck right now with, um, there's this one, what, there, I, I don't even know if there's an official name to it, actually, because it's a structure where um, I think you get, it's the simplest form of it is a just a major triad, I think, mm-hmm. of some kind. But is it the, is the root note, because it, it's a different root note. It's like the root note is not part of the triad. It's a different root oh. note. I'm just trying to think of what 
it is is it, if it's a whole tone lower or a whole tone higher. That's just what that's just what I, I hear in mm-hmm. my head when I listen to it. But that's something that I found has sort of been the magic formula to a lot of old adult contemporary songs from oh, back in the day. It's like this instead of using a seven instead of using like a like a, a, a dominant seventh chord mm-hmm. to be able to sort of be like that leading tone into your next major, your next yeah. minor, or to something else. It's this which is a little more co- like it's a like, substitute dominant. I I I suppose it's kind of like let's say for example if the if the dominant if if you were trying to play like a, like a C dominant seven, let's say mm-hmm. for example, I'd I'd actually be playing a B flat triad, but my root note would be a C. Oh, interesting. Which is like it's like playing a C dominant seven with a seven and a nine, but not playing the third and the fifth. Oh, interesting. So, if if you're listening and this is getting too technical. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is this is just me going on a rant with musical stuff because you know it's it's, it's just always something that I, that I just realize because I've just been jamming out mostly when I play stuff. I honestly I wish I had more time to play the instrument that I did in high school, but nowadays right. I hardly have that much time now. Yeah. So I've just said I've I've figured I'd continue playing through the piano and that sort of thing. Awesome. I'm just kind of messing because I I unfortunately never had much formal training myself. It was just the theory they taught you in class, and right. my grandfather taught me how to do all the theory stuff and just oh, to do cool. sight how not sight reading. What am I saying? <laughs> not that advanced, but how to read notes, how to play chords. Mm-hmm. I grew up on chords mainly. That's why. So oh, nice. I I can I can attempt to try and play some some pieces, but mostly if I'm around the piano, you'll probably just hear me playing chords and blocks yeah. of chords and that kind of. Cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. So now, um, coming off of this uh, chord talk, <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into your two singles. So recently, before we get to Burning Parachute, you released one called "I Want to Belong." Yes. That was a very that was not too long ago, actually. No, not it was like a, yeah. A with, few months ago. With yeah. a music video as well, and uh, Burning Parachute will also have a music video yes. too for both of them. Let's talk about "I Want to Belong" first. How did that come about to be? So it's actually one of my newer songs when I was going into record because of course I've been writing for such a long time I have a whole plethora of songs <laughs> yes. um, but that's one that I actually wrote in my basement I was just playing with some loops on my keyboard mm-hmm. because I was trying to learn how to use it because I'm very very bad with technology so <laughs> I'm was, right there with you I'll yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> so I was just kind of playing around with some different chords and I was trying to write a happier kind of upbeat but not too upbeat kind of like a chill song that's maybe good for like road trips oh yeah that's kind of the vibe i had in my head just kind of like something to put you in a good mood almost yeah exactly and something that i think if i were listening to i would put myself in a good mood if i was singing it it would kind of make me groove to Mm -hmm. it and kind of change my mood if i was in a bad one absolutely so i just played around with this like road trip idea and then i built this idea of two characters and it kind of went from there oh wow yeah and really shows in the song. It's 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 a wonderful track, by the way. Wonderful Thank single. You. Thanks. And then you did the music video as well, and that must have been a wonderful experience that you had. It was. I actually worked with um, this company called Girl North Studios. Um, it's a very very good company to work with. I very much recommend them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did it almost in one take. So the first part is all just the cameras following me through at this uh, bed and breakfast, actually, somewhere in Oshawa. Oh, wow. Which was very interesting. It was actually a very cool space. It's usually where brides get ready for weddings. So there was like a lot of vintage dresses on the walls. It was a really, really beautiful space with some Mm -hmm. vintage telephones and mirrors. So what we did is we played around with those and then the camera just followed me. And then we did this sheet lifting scene where, which transitioned into the next scene. That's right. Yeah. And then we did another one take scene the whole time of just the camera following me 
me through this bed and breakfast. Oh, wow. And that's how we finished. That's really interesting. Yeah. No, was... but I was looking at when I was watching the video, I said, this is a really nice place that you filmed it at. My yeah. goodness. It was actually really pretty outside as well. Oh, wow. It was very cold, though. <laughs> it was very, very cold. I just remember that because um, I actually had pneumonia last year. Oh, man. And then man. they were like, okay, we're filming here. And there was no heating in this area yeah and it would if it was on it would have been like too hot so I see we I just see. kind of had to deal have with to shut it. it off for yeah. the time being and just handle that yeah exactly that's yeah. the tricky <laughs> thing well it was it was oshawa so i mean I, I can't really say if it was if it's generally colder there but yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure but it was cold that day that's all i can tell you oh yeah. for certain yeah i guess but you know you got to put a lot of bravery on for cold weather hot weather yes. whatever the case is and you know in canada it's not uh not a very gentle winter season you usually get. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it was indoors. So that was good. nice. But That's good. Yeah. And for Burning Parachute now to your second single, which yes. came out very, very recently too, I think, on the on Valentine's Day, yes. right? If I yeah. remember correctly? <laughs> yep. Valentine's Day. Perfect. Yeah. How did that one come about now in comparison to the first? Um, so Burning Parachute is actually an older one of my songs, but I never finished it. Ah. I left it unfinished because it was so different than any of the other songs I'd written up to that point. Mm -hmm. uh, I just put like, I like the idea of fire yeah. very much because I find that fire is usually used to symbolize like passion and things like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I wanted to kind of juxtapose that with like darkness. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, so I came up with this idea of a burning parachute being kind of like when you go all in with somebody and then they just leave you and you have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So you're falling through the sky, yeah. but you have no more parachute. You have no more, you can't go back. Right. So um, your parachute's on fire. So it's kind of like you're just going on a downward continuous descent. There's nothing else I could really help. Yeah. I see. So yeah. that's what it's about. Um, mm -hmm. It's also kind of, to me at least, like an empowering song because it's a little bit fiery. It's got yeah. that fire to it. Absolutely. Um, so I actually ended up finishing that a little bit later, like two years after. So initially I wrote it in 2013 and then I finished it around 2015. Okay. I wasn't constantly working on it or anything. I just kind of picked it up and I was like, oh, I never finished this one. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just went back to the piano and Just said, continued. Well, better try and see if they can complete the song. And, exactly, yeah. yeah. And it was very vocally challenging for me back then when I was younger because my mm -hmm. voice was changing at that time. Ah, um, I see. So I just, I was like, I'm done with this, I'm done. <laughs> and then <laughs> when I came back to it, I was like, oh, okay, I can work with this. Yeah. And then I just had to obviously keep going with my vocal training and just practicing daily Absolutely. and then now from it's like okay for me to sing but I, it took a little <laughs> bit to get comfortable with it for sure i guess i guess it just said uh, a circumstance said now might not be the best time until now it's like now might be the good time to do it yeah and exactly. i guess you finish it up in time and really yeah. you know you can really hear the intensity in the song for, yeah. especially through i think it's the chorus or somewhere throughout there basically i think it really yeah. you really can feel that intensity it's so it's good. a wonderful production wonderful song thank you yeah it's all my sister and um trevor james anderson there that i work go. with so <laughs> cool and there is a music video for this also. Yes. Mm -hmm. Again, it was super cold when I was recording it. It was minus 17 oh, man. in Bradford. It oh, was a snowstorm. Jeez. But we burnt a lot of stuff. There's a big fire. That's so that's a good excuse to put the fire up just to keep you warm and to, to work help you with the, with the music yes, video. Yes, yeah. Good twofold practices there. Exactly. Good timing. Yeah. No better time to do it than the winter. So. It's true, yeah. <laughs> it seems like your recurring theme is you're always going to have to record a music video in the winter now. With yeah, honestly. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can break that cycle. Start in the spring or something. <laughs> do Maybe weather. do a summer music video <laughs> shot or something, yeah. for, perhaps for all we know. And I hope that it's going to be very well received because it, it was a lot of hard work and a very long day, actually. 16-hour oh, wow. shoot. 
So. And it was all done throughout the 16 hours? It was a one-day deal? Yes. Yep. Wow. In between Toronto and Bradford. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's so pretty good. driving, that's, but... That's, well, <laughs> that is a fair amount of driving, yep. that's for certain. <laughs> but it was worth it, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing when that comes out. Awesome. Yeah. Now, let's uh, let's kind of turn things a little uh, uh, into, in, into some, I don't even know if to call this odd directions, but maybe about your own personal interests or something. Right. Do you have anything of, of interest that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, besides music, I'm very much into the outdoors, so I'm really into hiking. I'm very much into environmentalism, mm-hmm. very much into minimalism. Um, however, I also really like vintage, so like vinyl, yep. old cars, yep. things like that. So, which which we could totally touch on. Yeah, you know, um, vinyl really is just something. I mean, you could get me real started up in vinyl. I, I recently um, started getting into it. I think in the past few months or so. Oh, nice. Um, which is fun because you know, not only is it just for the sake of um, you know, sales are always good because uh, you can pretty you can get some pretty good songs for cheap, especially you get you know really cheap vinyl for depending on whatever artist you're looking for. But yeah. also just having that physical format and the sound. That yeah. comes out from vinyl is nothing like anything else. No, it's very unique. It's very unique. It's very raw. It's like you're the original. Just, just, just really what the artist and the producers had in mind when they I first agree. released it. Yeah, it's it's a really good way to take in your music. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So I presume you've got probably got your own turntable. You got a few vinyls around and. Yeah, actually, both of my parents were really into like rock back in the day. So yeah. we have a lot of Boston, Def uh, Leppard, yeah. Led Zeppelin, <laughs> all that on vinyl, and we have like I'd say. Over 200 records from my dad's collection and my mom's collection. And then also things that me and my sister collected over the years. Um, Some of modern artists like Regina Spector, James Blake. Absolutely. And then some also older ones. Mm -hmm. So. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I've had to start building mine from the bottom up, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful they kept theirs. That's really good. And that must be a wealth of music to be able to listen to. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, it really That's shaped our really childhood, cool. I'd say, like listening to those records. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have to build mine. What, what have I got in mind currently? It's just because, again, you know, but, but the fun part, the joy of record shopping, I say, because um, in a sense, the way that most stores, you know, some will organize it by, you know, letter, by genre, by that yeah. sort of thing. Some will just have an entire mishmash of records just sitting in crates. They're not sorted. There's no categorization so there's a certain thrill also you know when you sift (laughs) through those bins you pull out a record you say I've been looking for this one for ages or it's like a, it's like an aha moment That's I actually true. had that a few few um, what was it how long not too long ago I was at a record store in Toronto uh, the Sonic Boom I think down oh, okay. at uh, Queen and Spadina that, that general area there mm-hmm. and like came across two records I was looking for for the longest time I said I'm probably never going to find them but I ended up finding them because they, <laughs> oh, they were they were obscure Amazing. enough not not to say they were terrible but they were just obscure enough that you know people wouldn't be saying I'm actively looking for this record Yeah. but it was like you know what are the odds yeah no so that's I was awesome like, that it's wonderful. It was it was it was a funk one from a group called the Tower of Power, their first debut album back in the seventies. Wow! And there's one from a very uh, a very young sort of uh, a singer songwriter herself by the name of Laura Nero. She actually influenced a lot of musicians later on throughout the seventies, eighties, and oh, such. Cool. Yeah, so, I love the seventies. Wonderful favorite, stuff. Yeah. Oh, good stuff in there. Good Best stuff in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I mean, I'm. I, what are so, what are some of your favorite seventies artists? Do you have any? CCR is probably my top. Um, I really like the Stephen Miller band. Uh-huh, yep, yep. Um, Kansas. Yep. Boston. Mm-hmm. All those, the good stuff. All those bands, I'd say. That's like my main <laughs> listening. And then I really enjoy old funk. Oh, yeah. I don't have any specific. I'm, it's more like songs but, um, and playlists. That's true, yeah, yeah. I'd say funk, soul music, gospel. That's yeah. 
up there of my favorite genres. A lot of a lot of songs off the Motown label, I think, as most yeah. people would say, are really good ones. And um, <laughs> funny for me, I think I'd have to throw some bubblegum pop in there too, which is always a fun time. <laughs> yeah, that's always the, good. <laughs> the late '60s, early '70s bubblegum pop was always like it really dr- drove you, drove like put you in a good mood. Most yeah, feel of too. good music. For Absolutely, sure. yeah. feel good music. Now, you also mentioned cars because I know I've seen you with a few pictures around of a of a uh, I, th- I believe a favorite of yours now, right? Yes, yeah, uh, 1967 Pontiac. Yeah, 1967 Pontiac Parisienne. Parisienne. Yes. Tell us about that little story, how that came about to be. Yeah. I was like, first off, I was wondering how we even came across a car. <laughs> right. Um, my dad, growing up, he had a lot of classic cars. He had a Firebird. Oh, wow. 1971, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and I saw a lot of old pictures of him when he was younger with all these really cool old classic cars. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted one. And I remember <laughs> he sold his Pontiac, um, his uh, Firebird. And I was really, really sad about oh, that. Man. <laughs> and I remember saying, I'm going to buy the next one right. for dad. Like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> so I made it my mission to buy the next car. And for me, I was 13. I came across this yellow Pontiac Parisienne on Kijiji. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I told my dad, I'm like, this is going to be my car. Uh-huh. And they were like, do you have the money for this? And <laughs> I was saving up for a really long time, all my money from birthdays, anything that yeah. I got money from. I just kept it and to myself. And then I ended up buying it. We got pictures from this guy online, and we shipped it from BC, Canada, <laughs> all the way, all the way to, over Mississauga. to Mississauga. And then me and my dad did some work on it. We rebuilt the front end, got mm-hmm. some new rims, some new tires, and it's now my car. That's my unfortunately not for the winter, but <laughs> it's a good summer car. <laughs> I was going to say because that that's a very different story, you know. I mean, I I don't know if they really built for for our our Canadian winters, maybe yeah. in BC potentially, but yeah, it's just. Because of the rust and because of the age of the car, it's That's better true. to just keep it preserved yeah. rather than have more issues trying to maintain it after. <laughs> Gee, imagine trying to cold start it on a cold winter's morning and spend uh, yeah. days on, or not days, hours <laughs> on that, just trying to see, am I going to be able to get this thing going? Come yeah. on now, get the car. I know. Yeah, that must have been really cool. That's a wonderful. Yeah, but, you, but you actually shipped it all the way from BC out to yep, here, right? all the way here. It's my favorite thing, though, in the summer. People always think I'm crazy. But it's like the absolute <laughs> best thing in the summer, just windows down, listening yeah. to some 70s yes. <laughs> music. Yeah. And just driving around. Does it have like a cassette player awesome. inside, or is it a... Yes? No. It's, well, it does, but... I just have an AM radio. Oh, I'm, or I bring well, a, that makes sense. I bring a yeah, speaker yeah. with me and I just That's a smart aux cord idea. or something. <laughs> that way I can listen to my own music. But yeah, it's Yeah, at least cool. you get the... Well, it was, it was only, I think it was only... It didn't have FM on it, right? Just no, AM. no. Yeah, so just it's pure AM. AM. That's true because most stations at the time would have been on the AM band. Yep. Yeah. That's very true of its time. It's all miles too. So Ooh, as I'm driving, I have to be like, yeah. how many miles is this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. Oh, it's not. Oh, right. So it must have been from the States then, it wasn't there. It's actually other. Canadian Oh, that's car, right. Because they were. We they were, were. That's right. Yeah, we, we used to use we miles. We used to use miles. That's yep. right. I forgot about that. Because yep. they used to read temperatures out in Fahrenheit here. Yep. And they had everything posted in miles. That's true. Yes. I forgot about that. A little I piece of history. Yeah. yeah. For certain. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I, m- I remember looking at old old pictures of, you know, I was looking at to see if the 401 actually had that much traffic back in the day, which it did. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't <honestly>. changed. <laughs> but yeah, everything was listed in miles. Yeah. And I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. And hopefully it has all that. It, it, I hope it's a little more advanced for this time. It had power steering, all that stuff. And, or, you, it, yes. or it did not. <laughs> yes. It does have power steering, I believe. If my dad heard me now, he'd judge me. <laughs> no, I do. I think it does. It's just been in storage for a few months. That I haven't sense, driven yeah. it. I totally forget, actually. Sadly, a lot about it because it's, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but you know what? I mean, the summer is, I guess, kind of coming. In yeah. A sense. Usually from April to from about April November, to about I can that drive time, it. Give or take. That's fair. That's yeah, so that's pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd feel bad if I if I made you having to drive it all the way out <laughs> to here to come to Hamilton. But. Yeah, imagine <laughs> in the snowstorm. Gee, and today yeah. is not the prettiest of days either. That's no. for certain. <laughs> a little more tough on the snow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else you're looking forward to, or anything else you'd like to to bring up about yourself? Let's say. Um. Well, Let's start with that. Looking forward to, I'm hoping to release another single coming out in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a little bit inspired by um, soul music slightly. It's called You Don't Get to Choose. Okay. Um, and it's probably like the most, not necessarily personal, but I think powerful song that I've written. I see. Yeah. So be looking forward to that. Yeah, it's, it's like an emotional ballad. I see. Okay. Yeah, and again, sure. my sister Juliana, she did the production on it. So oh, wonderful! Wonderful. She's extremely talented, a composer. So yeah. it's very cool to have her. That's really to cool. Work with. Absolutely. Yeah. Any signs of an EP or an album you're potentially looking at doing? Or? Yes. Yeah, I should be releasing an EP coming out before fall, around fall time. Okay. Um, with the songs that have been singles already, of course. Um, and then a few more that are going to be a bit of a surprise and right. a little bit different than what people are used to hearing from me. For certain. And we certainly will be looking forward to that. And yeah, um, anything else you'd like to throw in? Um, I'll be performing around. I'll be recording music videos this summer. Yeah. So just keep an eye out for when I'm out in your neighborhood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And don't forget to check out uh, Danny's uh, singles, both uh, I Want to Be... Oh, goodness, I'm drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I Want to Belong and Burning Parachute, Burning Parachute, which is the more recent of them. And I mean, I've been checking. You've had a lot of great feedback from the yeah. community, all the listeners, and they certainly are both wonderful singles you should check out on all of our platforms. Are there good places we can check you out in social media? Yes, I would say uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at it's Danny Christina, and then on Facebook, I'm Danny Christina Music, and as well as Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Pandora Music, Google Play, absolutely every streaming every platform. Every single streaming <laughs> platform there is, and every social yep. media platform that is out there. Yep, Danny Christina. Um, with a K. <laughs> there you go. And perfect. And that is Danny for you. Danny, thank you so much for coming in and uh, taking the trek out from <laughs> from way out and from way out to come by here. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. That's Danny Christina and the music video is up way for Burning Parachute. Then you went and left me Then you went and dropped me, baby Now I see how much I really mean to you I never 
Good morning. This is the second wake-up call here, 93.3 CFMU. For first up, my name is Joe Mar here to join you for the next half an hour. If you were coming in intending on going for the first wake-up call, well... This is probably a good sign to get your clock moving forward by an hour, and I recommend doing so now in case you haven't already. What you just heard there was a selection from Danny Christina with more information coming up in just a little bit, but we've still got more music and more things to come up on this next half an hour right here on First Up, and I will catch you in just a little bit. Stick around. So in case you didn't catch me, just before we play that last track, which, by the way, is Burning Parachute by Danny Christina. That is her latest single uh, coming off uh, just a single, actually. One of my, I was going to go off of an album, which she is announcing, as she mentioned in that interview, just uh, potentially an EP coming out very soon. But the music video for Burning Parachute, by the way, is indeed out now. You can check it out on YouTube, and it is such a wonderful m- music video entirely. Check it out. you got to love all the effects they've thrown in there and just all, just everything about it. Wonderful stuff. Congrats, Danny, and to all the folks that have put, uh, who worked to put that video together and to put the song together. So you can always check her out on her social media. Check out both singles, I Want to Belong and Burning Parachute, this interview if you've missed it. And uh, in case you're uh, going to be tuned in in the future, you'll be able to hear it uh, just before the second wake-up call. Now, back to you. First off, uh, how are you doing? Hopefully you're having a great morning so far. If you've been with me since the first wake-up call, then uh, we've had a pretty good time. A lot of uh, music being played, or at least a fair bit, a little bit of music, but uh, we had that feature with Danny that began at about 6.30 or so this morning. Uh, And uh, yeah, we've got a lot more coming up uh, for you. Still lots of music to come. Uh, One of these tracks I'll be uh, kicking this whole thing off with is just, uh, we'll quickly go back into a little bit of easygoing jazz-related stuff. But uh, anyway, before I get to music, I just wanted to very uh, quickly update you on our uh, on some stuff this past week. Uh, one major thing is the fundraiser from CFME. We had our Razor Voice campaign 2020 last week over the course of the past uh, this last week, uh, which, by the way, you are still welcome to provide your uh, your donations if you would like to support the station financially. You can do that through cfmu.ca slash fundraising, and there will be an information a little bit there. I believe the banner is still active on our website so even if you access cfmu.ca straight up the banner should appear at the bottom and you're more than welcome to we highly we highly encourage you to do so but if you cannot support us financially even just once again spreading the word about us and you know sharing sharing the station with your friends and family and just about folks out there because really i think it's being able to get the knowledge and exposure to know that we are a station we exist there is a platform for local artists artists from near and far to be able to submit their music and for everybody to just about be able to share you know creative talent from from the the artists that submit their music to the hosts that do their shows, which by the way is programming that you never really would hear on commercial radio, as uh, campus radio and community radio is really the voice and the the outlet to be able to um, to uh, to cater to these voices, to let these voices be represented in the community, and uh, yeah, which is why we got you got to love CFME because our reach is not only to the Hamilton community, but we really have catered to a lot of different cultures and walks of life and just about anything. Check out our programming schedule and you'll see exactly what I mean because we've got about roughly about a hundred plus so shows that run every week, and that is every week, not uh, not a larger period of time. So you, uh, it really is a very diverse, especially. Sundays, because Sundays is our multicultural 
multicultural programming as it has been for quite some time, probably, I dare say, ever since the station's opening and its history. Way back when, it stretches back. Diversity rules, and it's really what makes the station unique, and it makes it uh, sets us apart from other campus stations and community stations, and us as our sort of class of of, uh, of radio overall from from the commercial stations i guess you know we get to get our own sort of uh, of programming and you get to hear unique diverse programming all throughout so yes uh, once again uh, we do highly encourage you and um thank you also in advance and um looking back for all the support we've received so far I know the numbers are still going, and we're still tabulating figures, but we do very much thank you so much, you the listener, and uh, for just just being able to support, even if you've just come and stumbled upon this frequency frequency right now. We thank you so much for just coming by and saying hi here at CFMU. I personally really do thank you, because to me, the station means a whole lot, and it's really gotten me to, to starting on getting some exposure to being able to do these sorts of things in the broadcasting world, and, you know, just having fun on the air, because, you know, I've, I haven't, I've never had this much fun on the air, and I've never had much fun anywhere else except being here, joining you, the listener, and joining you, uh, who may be tuned in, this morning or in the future, or wherever it is, which is the wonder about our station, because we, you got to love podcasting. <laughs> so I can kind of store these as memorabilia, but also for folks who may not be up at 6 a.m. and not be able to catch the show, they can always catch it, which is always wonderful about the station. Anyway, I digress on that, but once again, long story short, thank you so much for your support throughout this campaign, and we always are looking forward to your continued support, whether that be financially or especially being our valued listeners. You are an absolutely valued listener here at CFMU, and I really, words can't express how much gratitude I have to thank you for coming and joining us here at 93.3 CFMU. Now, it's time for some more music, and we'll make it a little bit on the easygoing, jazzy side. Just give me one sec. This is a little something from an album that I played last week. It's from a quartet, very famous 50s quartet, 60s, jazz. This is a little something from Dave Brubick and the Dave Brubick Quartet, which features uh, Joe Morello on drums, Eugene Wright on bass, and Paul Desmond on alto sax. This is something that's called Kathy's Waltz. Now, it doesn't sound like a waltz now, but you're going to find out in just a moment. Enjoy this selection, and this once again is dedicated to my uncle and aunt, who absolutely enjoy Dave Brubick and this album, Time Out.
That there was Dave Brubick and the Dave Brubick Quartet. That was Kathy's Waltz, and you can see now why that was a waltz, which is really interesting because it just came to me that I just listened to this really in as uh, up close now, and I realize just a brilliant genius. If you listened very closely, you would have paid attention. This is me getting very technical <laughs> once again, much like the interview that I had earlier today. Um, you'll, if you listen very carefully, the drumming was in three, and Joe Morello and I believe Eugene Wright was trying, They were that was bass and drums, or drums and bass respectively, they were trying to play it out in three. But Dave was soloing in four. So very interesting. You can kind of, it's, it's, it's really complicated to explain, but it's just the pure genius of this album. Um, absolutely. You know, well, there are obviously famous things off this album, such as Blue Rondo à la Turc, which is in nine, and uh, Take Five, which is in five, one of probably the most famous off of that album and a jazz standard in its own right. But even, you know what, the rest of the tracks, I remember playing Three to Get Ready, I think, last week, a wonderful track that was an absolutely wonderful selection. We've still got time now for more music, and I'm going to take a quick little interesting turn here for this next one, because Earlier this morning, I played from these folks. Uh, this is a Toronto-based funk band, uh, and they've recently appeared in our in our listings, and they have appeared in our charts this past week as well. They are the Soul Motivators, and they just have this absolutely rocking album, or a grooving album, maybe I should say. Something called Do the Damn Thing. This is now the second track, because because this is so good, I figured I had to show you the pure genius these guys had. The, I played a bit of a, more of a um, very, very soulful sort of a bit of a slower relative to the rest of it. it was it was no it was not a slow song by any right <laughs> really if you think objectively of a slow song but relative to the rest of the mu- of the songs on this album it, it was on the slower side but now we're going to try something a little on the upbeat side and this one really gets you up on your toes so if you're looking for something to get you up on your toes this morning this might be the song to do with this is a little something called all the way to the bank We're going to get a little bit of drive out this morning here. This is 93.3 CFMU, The Soul Motivators.
Now what happens when you cross over Eddie Floyd's famous track and Archie Bell and the Drills tighten up? This.
Now let's take things out to BC on the west side.
That was Ludic from uh, their sort of EP with a collection of singles. This is Ludic. That track was called Call Me. My goodness, that was quite a grooving set we had there just now. <laughs> I think I really wanted to put that together because I needed that in quite some time. Just before that, I never got to introduce that track from Archie Bell and the Drells from their 1968 album, Tighten Up. That's the popular dance track, by the way. That track was called Knock on Wood. In fact, a cover from the original from Eddie Floyd. That's why I had the crossover. And, you know, you you hear the Archie Bell sound, but it's got the Eddie Floyd groove. Wonderful track that was. And then to kick off the set was the Soul Motivators. Uh, That was a track called All the Way to the Bank from their most recent album, do the damn thing. Uh, it's 7.24 an hour, give or summer, give or take. Make sure it isn't 6.24 in your clock, so if you still haven't moved your clock forward an hour, make sure you do so, because I know it'll help you in the next, in the long run for this week coming up ahead. Uh, well, hopefully you enjoyed if you did. You, you didn't have to lose an hour of sleep, though, if you haven't moved it back yet. But eventually, I guess if you move it during the day, you're pretty much awake by that time. Anyway, I promised a story about something, and not really a story, but kind of just a little casual conversation, because, you know, this is really something that I sometimes have now been uh, a little more weary of. This morning, I came across, and I was just uh, putting my uh, trash out for um, our collection, because in our area, we get collections on Monday, uh, our our waste uh, pickup and uh, recycling pickup is on Monday mornings. And I was stepping out and putting some things and uh, some cartons and stuff out. All of a sudden, I sort of saw a flash of white, uh, a, a stripe of white over a, a back kind of just cross my path. And I knew just by looking at that, that was it was it was a skunk in the immediate area. Now, I don't know what kinds of dealings you may have had with skunks. I never have, thankfully, but I've just tried to stay steer clear as much as I could. Now, as I started walking out, I mean, I was trying to make, I guess, as much noise as I could to scare it off because the last thing you want is, you know, to sneak up on one and, I mean, unintentionally sneak up on one and then to find yourself sprayed, uh, you know, the next second afterwards. So I quickly ran out there put the uh, recycling bits out and I think the skunk saw me knew that I was probably trying to run after it uh, and, I, and I tried to step away to say no I'm not running after you buddy I'm just trying to put my trash out here <laughs> so you know I wonder what kinds of dealings have you ever had any dealings with these with these uh, with these critters I I mean I don't know what the most effective way to handle them is but whatever the case is I just if you ever have anything let me know give me a shout uh, you can reach me on my social media which is basically my first and last name J-O-M-A-R-Q-U-I-L-A-T-A-N Shameless plug, not even intending to plug myself, but you got to reach me somehow. Or if you see me in person and you come across this somehow and say, hey, Jomar, did you remember that podcast you did with, you were talking about a skunk and uh, that sort of thing? You can, you can remind me as well, just in case, you know, <laughs> just for some context. Anyways, we've got time for one more song right now, and I'm going to be playing this from an artist that has been on our charts for the past, I don't know if I've lost track of the weeks now, I think maybe... Uh, 10. I, I'd probably almost say 10 weeks. They have been on ever since they, I think they debuted the first time on our charts. This is a group by the name of Nehewak. They hail from uh, the um, uh, um territory on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton. Uh, this is their debut album, which is a trio consisting of Chris Harper on vocals and guitars, Marek Tyler on drums, and Matthew Cardinal on synths and bass. Uh, Yeah, they've been going up and down in our charts, but they've stayed on there ever since. So I'm going to be playing a track from this album by the name of Somnambulist, and we are going to hear from uh, Nehilwak. This is Nehilwak right here on 93.3 CFMU. (laughs) 